here. God is light.
eternal lives. There is love, but they hate it. So we get to 1 John chapter 4. That's going to be our text this morning. We've been in a series that's dealing with the idea of fear. And there's this really crucial text in the book of 1 John. 1 John chapter 4. On your papers, I've highlighted this in yellow and then made some of the words in red. And that's because I want to do something weird this So, again, fair warning. Here's what I want. We're going to read this passage together. You heard that right. So, when the word God shows up, I want for this half of the room, and I, I get it, this is a half, we divide this room here. So this section of the room, I want you to say to God when it's appropriate. And this section of the room, I want you to read love when it's appropriate. So you see up on the screen, you see the difference, right? So I'll read the rest of it. You say God, you say love. Alright. God. God is love. And those who abide in love abide in God. And God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. That's good. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. Those who say, I love God. Good, I thought I was going to drink the valley. <laughs> and hate their brothers and sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. Amen. Thank you for humoring me. That makes me feel good. So much of this passage is worth unpacking. It's worth thinking through. So many things are going on here. Not the least of which is this command, do not fear. We see in this passage. This idea that love and fear do not belong together, but love casts out fear. Here's what I recommend for you because uh, of this week. That's such a strong passage. What if you read that passage a couple times a day for the next couple of weeks? Do you think that fear would stick around with you, or do you think that fear might dissipate? I go away just a little bit. There's this ancient Hebrew word that I couldn't even pronounce if I tried to. But the idea was that we meditated on scripture, and the idea had this connotation of chewing cut, which is a strange way to think of things. Cows have tons of stomachs. I don't know how many have um, veterinarian. Uh, but cows have a bunch of stomachs, so they chew the cut over and over again so that they digest the food over and over again. And it's the same idea with scripture. We just chew on it over and over again. We keep going back to it. Over and over again. This passage would be a good one for that. <coughs> Memorize it. Think about it. Talk to you. I want to teach you two Greek words today. I told you this is going to get nerdy in a hurry, and this is where it's going to do that. Two Greek words. As I was reading this passage, two words stood out to me, and neither of them were God or 
most important words, but these words are important as well. And the first word is the word mino. So that is mino. The reason I put this on here is so that the teenagers, you guys are really bored with my sermon this morning, I get it, because it's teaching intensive. You're really bored, then start writing in Greek. You'll go to the start all of a sudden. And do it all the time. Uh, and don't usually know what I'm talking about. This word means to abide. That's the word we get to abide. But it also means to kind of take up residence. So in John chapter 1, we see, and he made his dwelling among us. It's that idea that God is there, he is present, he's there for good. It's to stake the claim, it's to commit. It's, it's a really significant word in the book of 1 John. There are four tests of abiding in God in 1 John. This language of abiding in God is really important. The first one is that they have to walk like Jesus. In chapter 2, verse 6, that they need to walk as Jesus walked. And if you don't look like Jesus, if your life does not look like Jesus, you should probably question whether or not you are following Jesus. That's what he's saying. Our church is committed to developing disciples of Jesus Christ. And if we look at ourselves, if we look at our lives, and we look at the life of Jesus, and we see some drastic contrasts, we need to question ourselves. We know this. Second test to know if we are abiding in God is that we have His Spirit. In, John, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 13, it says that He has given us His Spirit. So if you do not have the Spirit of God, you need to question if you abide in God. means that it is reaching its goal. 
something that has reached its goal has been perfected. Love has reached its goal in this. Love has been perfected in this. We may have boldness on the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. And John is not being unclear here. How is God? What is God? Who is God? The answer to all of those things is love. As God is, so are we in this world. We are love in this world. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. But fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. John talks about the day of judgment a couple of other times in this book. The idea is that if we abide in God, who is love, it has been clearly spelled out what it is to abide in God, then there is no reason to fear God anymore. There's no reason to be afraid of God. Now in Proverbs, you're taught that to fear God is the beginning of wisdom. The passage that might sit out of your head from time to time. But it's the beginning of wisdom. It's not the end. Patrick pointed us to Matthew chapter 10 a couple of weeks ago, and we read how Jesus was commanding his disciples, do not fear the person that can kill you. Do not fear a person, that's all they can do. Fear God, who can kill both your body and your soul. Do you remember how the rest of that passage goes? Do you remember what he says next? Jesus tells us, God cares for sparrows and knows how many hairs you have on your head. And not even a sparrow will fall without God knowing it. And he finishes with, do not fear. Jesus is telling us that God is the only one that we can legitimately fear. But knowing the character of God, and, and dare I say, knowing the love of God, we don't even have to fear God. Because perfect love, love that has reached its goal, casts out fear. So as disciples of Jesus Christ, and this is what John is getting at, do we have anything to fear? The answer is no. We have nothing to fear, and we have everything to love. Fear belongs on this side of the page. Clouds and darkness. God teaches us that we love because God has loved us. And as recipients of the love of God, we are not meant to be dams of God's love. If you're into geography or into water at all, I, I'm not, so. Yeah. <laughs> it was expired. That's fun. <laughs> you're going to have nightmares about that right there. That was intense. No, I'm not. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, that was funny. I didn't catch it. <laughs> that was good. So, if you're in the water, you create dams to stop the water, to kind of hoard the water. But we're not meant to be dams holding back God's love. We are meant to be channels of God's love. It is meant to flow freely through us. It is meant not only for ourselves, but for all we come in contact with. 
And this is where I think John's teaching is most significant in my mind. This is where I think we learn something about God's love. That word telos, perfected, he teaches us what it is to love to be perfected. The telos of God's love is love for one another. The way that love is perfected is when we love one another. 1 John chapter 4, verse 12. We love one another. God abides in us, and his love reaches its goal in us. The way that love casts out fear is when we love one another. The way that we do away with fear, the way that fear goes into the background, the way that we learn not to fear is to love. Love is the remedy for fear. John tells us that those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. I mean, actually, in John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, there's another really great passage. He tells us how to love our brothers and sisters. The point is this. John is telling us the same thing Jesus taught us. He's saying, do not fear. He's saying the remedy for fear is love, and that once we understand love, that once we abide in love, we get to abide in God. Love can be perfected. It can reach its goal to the point where there will be no more fear. The fear will be cast out. It will be thrown away. It will be done with. It will be no more. He is saying, do not fear. Love. Do not fear. Love. Do not fear. Love. What if we made that a mantra this week? I know we're not big on having mantras and I did it, but what if we just reminded ourselves 10,000 times this week to not fear, but to love? What if when we woke up in the morning, the first thing we said to ourselves is, do not fear, love? What if when we were brushing our teeth, we were just brushing, and with every brush, we were saying to ourselves, do not fear, love? What if when you were changing your children's diapers, you were reminding yourself, do not fear, love? What if when we went to the office and, and we're talking to our coworkers and, and something comes up that we're not sure how to deal with on the spot, what if we just reminded ourselves, do not fear, love? What if when we saw that neighbor outside and wanted to have a couple problems with that we can't quite understand, what if we just reminded ourselves, do not fear, love? What if we were sitting down, exhausted, thinking, what am I going to do with my life? What am I going to do with my day? What am I going to do with my children? What if we reminded ourselves, do not fear, love? What if when we went to bed at night, we just reminded ourselves, God is in control, we told ourselves, we are not fear. Well, as I've read through this passage this week, as I've thought through this, as I've talked to Patrick and Logan and Abigail about this, as I've just contemplated what this passage is, two things came to mind that I think we need to hear as a church. Disciples of Jesus ought to be the most loving people on earth. Amen. 
I think that's absolute gospel truth. That if we abide in God, we should exhibit the love of God unlike anyone else on earth. And if that's the case, disciples should also be the most fearless people on earth as well. Because love and fear do not belong together, but perfect love casts out fear. Two go hand We talked a lot lately about bold discipleship. Talked about how we do not have to fear because love casts out fear. In church, that command stands for us as a symbol for those people. Do not fear. Instead, love. Let's pray, and then we'll be dismissed in the morning. God, we are overwhelmed with your love for us. The love that you have shown us in your Son, Jesus Christ, that you were willing to offer him for us. God, help us to not give in to fear. Help us to not even consider fear, because in light of your love, there is no reason to fear. God, you are good, you are merciful, you are loving in ways that we can't even comprehend. So God, help us to trust you. Help us to believe in you. Help us to live our lives in a way that brings you glory and shows the world just how loving you are. God, we offer this prayer in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you all for being here.